What's going on guys and welcome to episode 5 of the Greek God Gaming Podcast. Guys, before we get into this and before we introduce our guest, I just want to say, you know, these podcasts are recorded wirelessly. We're not endangering ourselves or others. I urge everybody to please stay safe, protect the vulnerable and help the NHS uh, defeat this and flatten this curve. We are in a serious pandemic that nobody ever imagined and please, please, please listen to what your government says and treat this seriously. Without further ado, roll the music. Guys, it is with great honour that I introduced the guest for this episode. Um, I, I This is somebody that I desperately wanted to get on the show when... I decided I was going to do these podcasts. Uh, for me, he, in my eyes, he is the greatest FIFA esports player known. And, you know, he's got some great opinions, and that is why I feel like it's great to get him on the show. Without further ado, Gorilla, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. No, no problem at all. As I said, it was, you know, desperate to get you on the show. It's great. But for those uh, audience listeners who aren't familiar with yourself i'm sure majority will be but for those just give us a bit about you um yes i'm a competitive fifa player or some people call it a pro fifa player but i also do uh, youtube content uh, alongside that i've been competing in fifa since uh, the start of fifa 15 uh won several titles over the year had a bit of a blip last year um and slowly going back uh, to where i think i, I belong but um, got to got to improve. Got to get back to the top. But uh, yeah, basically, competitive free play and do uh, do YouTube as well. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So, obviously, the big thing for me, as I say, for me, in my opinion, um, the the most iconic uh, FIFA pro because I believe, in my opinion, when FIFA esports first came around, or where they really start to take FIFA esports seriously, you're at the top of the tree there. Um, so you mentioned you do YouTube. I know as well, you're a Twitch partner as well, aren't you? Yes. So you stream on Twitch, um, oh. content on YouTube. You also play FIFA professionally at the highest level. Um, we're going to get into the live streaming. We're going to get into content creation as well. But tell us a bit about pro FIFA and the FIFA scene. Uh, what, what specifically? What are we talking? There's, there's a lot to cover. So tell us about your journey as a professional FIFA player. Uh, my journey. So I got into the scene from a uh, KSI's video, uh, funnily enough. Um, he was advertising, um, I, I think it was a paid advert for uh, Gfinity. Um, if you don't know what Gfinity is or who Gfinity is, sorry. Uh, they were a really big uh, tournament organizer for online tournaments uh, back in uh, FIFA 14 and FIFA 15, 16, and it kind of uh, went downhill from there. But, yeah, so I was watching, you know, YouTube as we all do, and I saw KSI's video, and I thought I'd watch it, and he was advertising Gfinity. So I thought, I mean, then I thought I was good at FIFA, but not to the point where, you know, I could make a living out of it. So I thought, what's the worst that, uh, that can happen? So I was playing uh, FIFA 14 towards the towards the back end of it. Uh, so obviously FIFA 15 is about to be released. So let's say, you know, four months, three months left of the, uh, the year of uh, the cycle, sorry, of FIFA 14. So I thought I'd try in some tournaments. I don't know, okay, nothing nothing special. I wasn't that good at FIFA 14. And obviously, you know, I didn't have that competitive competitiveness 
in terms of competing against the top players, you know. Um, so FIFA 14, obviously, you know, wasn't that good at um, TAS. I don't know if people know uh, TAS within the scene, you know, face TAS. He was incredible at that game. Um, and he was always beating me, him and some other players. So, yeah, FIFA 14, you know, again, I'm at this point, I'm just playing it just casually, you know, just to see what's what, see if uh, I can make like a hundred pounds because that's what it was. If you win the online tournament against all these pros and stuff, the winner would get 50 pounds and the uh, the runner would get 50, uh, 50 pounds. But it was a straight, uh, straight elimination, single elimination. So there was no, you know, no second chances. So you had to go through quite a, a long route to get to the final and obviously win it. So V15 uh, comes around and I don't know why or how, but I just grinded that game like there's no tomorrow. Um, playing in these chief and e tournaments again, my mindset wasn't like, oh my god, I can I can become a, a FIFA pro here, and make a living out of it. Because you need to remember back then, like there wasn't, you know, people weren't getting good salaries. The prize money wasn't that good at tournaments, and tournaments weren't really like a major thing. You know, it'd be like insomnia and stuff like this. You know, at, at conventions, it wasn't actually a specific uh, venue for just this one tournament. So yeah, B15 comes along, and um, Gfinity released these uh, online tournaments again, and I think it was three a week, something like that, three or four a week, uh, maybe even more. In fact, it might, it might be five. I don't know. There, there's quite a lot of tournaments in a week, and I thought, you know what? I calculated, you know, if I can win some tournaments, let's say, let's say I win two a week, you know, it's nearly like a nearly a thousand pound a month. And you know, again, back then I just finished school as well, by the way. Um, and in fifteen, uh, heading into fee fifteen, so I just finished school. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I thought I'd try it out. Again, no mindset of making this a career. So I just started playing. And the next thing you know, I start winning tournaments and tournaments. And then I somehow qualified for my first event. And now, people listening, if you know tournaments now, uh, FIFA tournaments are all ultimate team. Uh, the first event that I qualified for was actually on head-to-head. So, you know, you'd use Portugal, Bayern Munich, uh, Man United, you know, like the actual teams on head-to-head. Yeah. Anyway, so I qualified to uh, this tournament, which was in, where was it? It was in London. Uh, I'm not sure whereabouts. I think it was maybe near, like, Fulham Broadway. Uh, I remember that's where their, their venue was. So I can't remember where it was, but it was in London. It was a small, small studio. But again, this is my first experience of of like a tournament i was i'm not gonna lie can i swear on on the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. please I, feel I, free I, I was shitting myself <laughs> <laughs> i was shitting myself because there's cameras there you know people watching at home and i'm like oh my god and back uh back then i was i would have been 18 maybe very very young so maybe 17 about to turn 18 or or oh, i was wow. 18 just uh, so i was very young then uh, and you know i don't really have that much of an idea like these pro players you know back then bruce granick was playing I actually matched him in the tournament. So I don't know if anyone knows Bruce Granick. He's a French player. Um, he doesn't play anymore, but he won a lot, a lot of titles, a lot of world titles. So back then, and even now, I think he's, um, you know, he's known as one of the best FIFA players that there's been. Um, so back then, there was some like high-profile high names. But again, you know, social media back then um, wasn't like as big as it as it is now, and more of a uh, more of a more of a thing, should I say? So yeah. Going to that first tournament again, just going there, you know, just going with the flow, no expectations of winning. People, people thinking that you know I'm just an online player because I was winning a lot online. Now this was like maybe halfway through FIFA 15, maybe or just before. Right. It's like four months maybe. Um, but I was winning a lot of ultimate team tournaments, so um, I got I go to my first event, I qualify for it, um, and I win it <laughs> somehow. Um, so yeah, I win the tournament. I, oh my god, I can't remember how much I won. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I won maybe two 
$2,000, maybe $3,000, which sounds like a lot of money. And it was like back then I was like, oh my God, $2,000 for like a month, $3,000. And this is obviously with my online tournament winning. So I'm like, okay, I'm actually making some money out of this. So I win that tournament. Um, and everyone's like, oh, my God, so he's actually good then. Because I think uh, the, the persona is like, oh, y- you can be good online, but doesn't mean you're going to be good at an event. And it's still kind of the same basis now because, you know, connection plays a part and different factors. But when, when it gets to an event, that's when, like, the big players turn up. So that was always like, it still is a thing, but even more so back then. Um, they just thought I was like an online, you know, warriors, maybe you'd call it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was doing good online, qualified for my first event on head-to-head, won that. And then I qualified for my first Ultimate Team tournament, won that. Um, this is all Gfinity. People need to remember Gfinity was like the go-to back then, you know. It's like the equivalent of a, a foot champs cup, you know. That's like the easiest way to explain it. You know, you had so many top players, you know. You had um, August Rosemeyer, you had Tass, Vitality Brian, Rocky, Dax. Like, there's so, so many players that I could list that were at these tournaments. So it wasn't like an easy tournament by any means. Uh, but, yeah. Don't want to drag out too long. So yeah, FIFA 15 won a few titles. FIFA 16 won even more titles. Um, so overall, I won within a two-year span. I won six Gfinity titles um, with uh, back-to-back grand finals. So it's kind of like uh, FIWC, but like on a smaller scale. And the prize money was ten thousand uh, dollars. But it was like the best players were there. So I won six uh, six Gfinity titles, and that's how I kind of uh, made a name for myself because I was just you know, really good at all my team on, you know, because, again, this was, like, fairly new, you know, into people's minds, you know, uh, competitive FIFA, even though it was going back on, you know, years ago. All my team was just making, like, uh, an appearance for the competitive scene. People didn't actually like all my team uh, as the competitive side of things uh, because of the pay-to-win aspect, which I can completely understand even to this point. <clears throat> but I do think it's the better game play. It's a lot more smooth, a lot more faster compared to... Uh, compared to head-to-head. So yeah, FIFA 15, 16, won a lot of tournaments. Uh, and then FIFA 17, I got top four at every event, uh, bar Manchester, was a foot champions cup. I, silly loss, silly loss. Um, so I finished top 16 at Manchester, top four everywhere else. And then heading into FIWC, uh, the one that I won the world championship in London. Um, I just thought I'd go in. Um, Dragon was my coach. I thought I'd go in, have a bit, not, when I say fun, I say in quite a few interviews, um, when I say fun, I mean just not stress too much, not play too passive. Uh, so I went into that event and just played the way I want to play, you know, do skill moves and stuff, enjoy the gameplay. Um, I went with that mindset. It was a bit rocky. Um, it was a bit rocky in the um, in the group stage. I didn't have the best performances in it. Um, yeah, I won <laughs> somehow. Even I went 3-1 down in the grand final. Uh, was it 3-1 or 2-1? I think it was 3-1 and I brought it back. To yeah, it was 3-1. Yeah, you remember more than me. Um, yeah, so I won that. That was $200,000. And as you said, I think that was that moment is kind of what um, set me apart from the rest at, at that stage anyway. And you need to remember, at this time, I'm doing YouTube as well. I'm not, like, full-time, but, like, I had a couple of hundred thousand subscribers because that went really quick. You know, like, I was, I was doing competing in FIFA, FIFA 15 and 16. Now, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I started YouTube. I think maybe 16. I don't think I sh- I've really done YouTube for 15. I might be wrong, but definitely 16. Uh, Bateson and the Pemphers helped me out massively uh, back then. Obviously, uh, Bateson with his Fatal Series, that blew up on my channel. And the next thing you know, honestly, my, my channel growth, if you want to look back then, was just mental. Um, so, yeah, I was just, you know, you need to remember I'm 18, just won my first event, and then within the space of two years of... Uh, you know, I'm about to, well, nearly three years, actually. I've won the world title, and I've got, you know, over 500,000 subs on YouTube. So it's gone really quick, but 
you know, people um, people think that I've been around for, you know, years and years and years, uh, but I haven't. You know, I've been here for four or five years now, and it sounds like a lot, but I don't, uh, I'm only 23, so, yeah. Do, do you think people think um, you've been around for years purely for, say, the, the name that you've given yourself? Because, as you said, you won the FIWC uh, uh, early doors. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when you came around and when you started to dominate the competitive scene was when people started to really take FIFA Esports seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think because I've won so much, like, not re- so I haven't won anything recently, so I think that's what it is. Obviously, with Tex coming on the scene and he's just, you know, last year was, was crazy and obviously this year has been winning as well. So I think what's happened is, is, is a mixture of many things, you know. Me being so well, winning the FIWC, uh, world title in 17 and it, I think it's because I've not done anything since in terms of winning because if I come second that's not good enough in my opinion I think I want people to have the expectation of me you know like Gorilla's going to an event you know he's one of the favorites that's kind of like my mentality going into it you know like I want to win like if I'm going to the tournament like well let's get top eight and I'll be fine like what's the point of me turning up so um I think it's because I haven't done well, but then also a mixture of that and like the likes of Tex and Dossery, you know, performing at the top of their game. So, you know, people kind of forget a little bit, which I completely understand. Um, but I, I think, it, like I said, it's a, it's a mixture of uh, several things. No, for sure. Tell me about your mind frame. So going into these big tournaments now uh, and, and even back then, how, how do you prepare yourself for something like this mentally? Um, well, the first part is the qualifiers. Now, if I was to tell you the qualifiers are actually harder than an actual event, I don't know if you'd believe me, but they are. The, the qualifiers are actually tougher than the event, which is, is kind of backwards. They need to figure out a system. Um, they have improved things over the over the past year or two uh, to make it a bit more better mentally. But, um, yeah, the qualifiers are really tough, so you've got to get that done first, which is very, very tough because... It's a Swiss format, so basically you've got to get, um, I think on Xbox is it, then you have to get five wins before you get three losses, or six wins before you get three losses. And even worse, on PlayStation, you have to get seven wins in the Swiss before you get three losses. So basically, me and you could be 2-0 two, two and o in the Swiss, so we, you know, we play two opponents, uh, and now um, we could be playing each other because we have the same record. It's purely random. Um, so you, know, you match someone on your same record, so the more wins you get, the more likely you are to play someone good. So you're actually playing really good players in the qualifiers and play really good players at the event. Um, so you've got to get through that Swiss run, and then you've got to go and do well in a knockout uh, stage. So then once that's done, I think that's, honestly, mentally, that is the toughest. On It's crumbled me a few times, I think, over the past year or two. But I've kind of changed my mindset a little bit with that. I just kind of, you know, just go with the flow. I look forward to it, honestly. I, I tell myself I look forward to the qualifiers, and as soon as I kick the ball, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what a long weekend this is going to be. Uh, but in terms of the actual event, though, um, I don't know. My And I've struggled with it for years now. It, it's just going to places. Like, on paper, you know, I've been to Singapore, I've been to Paris, Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Milan, um, you know, you name it. I've been, been to a lot of places, and it sounds fantastic on paper, and it is, but, again from my perspective is I, I can travel to X, Y, and Z, but at the end of the day, I'm in a hotel room and I'm at a venue practicing and playing FIFA. So the, the location is, is not really important, but for some reason, I just play good in London or like in England, you know, I think it's the traveling, you know, I just like to, it's just, it gets to me a little bit. Um, I don't know why 
I don't know what it is, uh, but I just seem to perform a little bit better, uh, obviously, in England. Obviously, that's when FIWC. FIWC was in uh, London, and I just felt really comfortable. I don't know if it's just because I can just get a train down there rather than, you know, several flights, etc. cetera. Uh, but in terms of my mindset, um, I've got a coach this year, which has helped a lot. Just, you know, even just having someone there, you know, in the hotel and just looking over gameplay. Um, I've, t- I've took it a lot more serious uh, this year um, because last year was so bad. Um, I, I I've, been, I've, I've, I've said it many times. I didn't really put that much time into it, um, and I'll be the first to uh, to admit that. But this year, I took it a lot more serious, improving my game, watching other people's gameplay uh, with my coach, and uh, yeah, just going into the mindset that I know I'm good, and not in a cocky way, but it's like if I can play my A, I know regardless of who I'm playing, if I play my A game, I can beat anybody, and it and it's shown like I can do that. But now my problem is, and it's been a problem for a while now, is the consistency, you know, like I can be the top players, but then I'll lose to someone who's not so good on paper or, you know, I, I just always fall at the last hurdle, whether it's top eight, top four, uh, just to get that qualification spot. So, um, yeah, just going with that mindset that, you know, I'm just telling myself that, you know, believing in myself kind of thing. I think that's probably the best way to explain it. No, for sure, for sure. Do you think, out of curiosity, you know, you're saying you, you play better when you're in London. Do you think maybe that's psychological? In what way? Do you feel like, because, you know, you're in the UK still, home territory and whatnot. Yeah. Is that, a, do you feel a psychological factor comes in where you, you feel more comfortable when you play in London? Um, I think, I don't, to an extent, yeah. But I'm not really sure why, though. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's a hotel room where you stay in and it's a venue, which is basically similar setups. They would be in Paris, in London, in Singapore. So, I'm not really sure what it is. I honestly think it's just the, in my brain, worst case scenario, if I do really bad at this tournament, I can just go home. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I've, always, I've always had that mindset. There was actually a tournament in FIFA <clears throat> FIFA 17. The tournament at TAS won. It was in Paris. Um, for Champs, I don't know what it was called back. It was a regional. The European regional uh, when TAS won in, in Paris. I remember... It was the first one of the year, and I had a shocker. I got grouped. It was, like Back then, it was grouped rather than like a Swiss format. So I got grouped, and I was like, I can't. Like, I was so mentally, I was gone. Um, I just couldn't hack it. I was just so down. Um, I was in Paris, right? So obviously, it was a bit later on in the evening because we played a few games. So, you know, it wasn't early. So I went back to the hotel room, and I just, got dropped off at, um, at the train station, got the Eurostar back home. And I didn't get back home until like midnight. But I think... No, like for example, when I was in Singapore, right, I'm across the world. <laughs> I can't just get a plane and come home. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's just that for me mentally. It's like you know, worst case scenario, if anything happens, you know, I can just hop on a train or drive back home within the hour, and I'm you know, I'm back uh, back where I'm comfortable. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. And I think it's like anything from the outside looking in, people think, oh, well, they get to travel all around the world to, to, to you know, to, to do their job. But essentially, it is your job. So wherever you're going, you still have to have the same mind, mindset and mind frame. And, and like you said, you're in a hotel room and then you're in a studio. And that's it, isn't it? It's not... Yeah. They got... Well, yeah. No, for sure. Like I said, it's a hotel room and a studio. Obviously, you do have a bit of downtime, you know, to go and explore and stuff but for me it's like i'm there for a job you know my job is to play fifa competitively you know as as nice as it sounds you know there are downsides to it as well but when i'm at an event you know i'm there to to win you know so uh, like i said i mean 
someone else might be different maybe they enjoy it and i, I can understand that um but for me it's like you know if i could choose <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have the tournament in birmingham obviously that's where i live yeah. so. uh, but i don't think people will be down for that now i want to ask you you mentioned something you said you don't ever go to a tournament thinking i want to get top four i want to get top two you, you go to win right like yeah. like any top sportsman or any top competitor in anything they do they go <laughs> to win now now tell me gorilla are you the best in the world See, I don't like, I get asked this a lot. Um, in your mind, it... in your mind, like you said to me, in your mind, on your A day, on your A game, you can beat anyone, right? You know that, you've proven that, everybody's seen that, the world's seen that. Yeah. But does that make you the best in the world? Well, no, because I, I would imagine other top players have that same mentality. I don't think it comes down to the mentality alone. It's just, the question's too broad, because... Am I the best in FIFA 20? Am I the best in the past two years, the past three years? Or am I the best since FIFA 15? Am I the best? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so what, yeah, yeah. It, you know, when people say you're the best in the world, I feel I feel like people can have their opinion. I know people think Texas or Dossery is or I am or, you know, Tass, etc. There's a lot of people that, a lot of players, sorry, that people think are the best in the world. But on what basis? Are we talking purely facts and trophies? Are we talking opinions? Are we talking? Um, I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, so let let's, let let me change the question then. Let let okay. me. Do you feel right? Yes, you, right. I'll tell you where I am. Right. This this is the way I look at it. You may you may not be the best in the world because games change every year, so on and so forth. Right. But for me, you are the person that made FIFA esports a thing. I wouldn't say. Uh... I mean, it was a collective. I, 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 I'd like to think that I played a big part in helping FIFA Esports grow. Um, and, you know, I didn't do that, you know, consciously. It was just, it just happened, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'd answer that I am the best in the world. I think, you know, FIFA 17, uh, FIFA 15, 16, 17, no one was better than me, like on a consistent basis. Yeah, I remember. Oh, okay. Sorry, go, go on. on. Oh, what were you gonna say? I remember a tweet that you put out. Um, God, it was a, it was, must have been three years ago now. Uh, it might have even been FIFA sixteen or FIFA seventeen. Um, might have to check my old tweets back. <laughs> it, it was in relation to foot draft record. Oh well. I don't know if you can remember it, and I think. It, it said how many you won, how many games in a row you won. And it was an obscene amount. And I think it was like there was one loss or two losses and yeah. one of them was a DNF, a DQ. Yeah, but that's not difficult, though. And that's not me sounding cocky because it, it's, not, it's not difficult. You know, the way pros are and the way casuals interpret certain things are completely different. I could easily... I mean, look, I just got 29 and 1 this weekend league, just got me with Zlatan Ibrahimovic in goal, right? Yeah. It, wasn't, it, it wasn't difficult. Do you know why it wasn't difficult? Yeah, people, because then Cal's, like, for example, you can go watch my video, right? Um, you're like, oh my God, it's like 29 and 1 uh, with Zlatan Ibrahimovic in goal. That's crazy. But it's not that difficult because the rest of my team is good. I had, you know, foot birthday, same accident, R9 Ronaldo, Neymar, etc. So my ability to score more goals than the opponent is going to be you know, a lot better than, you know, a casuals would be, right? So yeah. if you used to try the exact same challenge, I, I would imagine, I mean, I don't know what type of, you know, what rank of a player. Oh, I'm but, awful. I'm awful. Well, yeah, maybe you, you'll struggle a lot more, right? So yeah. in terms of that foot draft record, uh, what FIFA was it, 16, you said? I believe it was 16, yeah. 
Well, yeah, that would have been that would have been really easy for me. It's just that the only thing that could mess that up is just me concentrating. Like I don't the amount of losses I've had on foot champions, not because the opposition is better than me, not because of the gameplay being poor, but purely because I'm just on autopilot is is crazy. And it's just um, with with that, and not that's not just me. That's a lot of pros. Like for pros, it's you don't really have to try. And I think that's my problem mentally sometimes with foot champions. You know, I'm not. 100% in the game. If I sweated every game this weekend coming up um, and the gameplay wasn't bad, I would probably get 30 no. Unless I came up against like another pro and it would be like a tight game. Um, but coming back to the question though, am I the best in the world? I'd say 15, 16, 17 I was. Um, yeah. no one, like, I was just too good at those games. And then FIFA got, like I said, I got top four at every event. And I've also got top four at um, FRWC. So I, could, I was so close to being the first person to win back-to-back world titles. Uh, Kurt beat me in the semi-finals on Xbox, and then Dossery obviously went on to win. But I beat Dossery. This is a, uh, an interesting fact, because I, I coached Dossery the year after on FIFA 19, and we were discussing it. No one's beat Dossery on Xbox in FRWC, bar me, <laughs> which is crazy, because wow. he was on... I beat Dossery in the groups... Um, yeah, I think it was groups. I beat Dossery in the groups, and obviously he, he went on to win. So if I beat Kurt, me and Dossery would have played in the final. And listen, I beat him in the groups, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's just So it's, it's fine margins, it's fine margins. But yeah, I don't know. In terms of best in the world, I just always leave it up to people's opinions. You know, If I was to say here, I am the best in the world, I'm not saying I am, but let's just hypothetically said, uh, say I said that, it's not going to change somebody's mind. You know, if, if someone, you know, if Jay watching at home is a fan, you know, most if he's a fan of me... Most likely, he's in a favour with, you know, with me. If he gets asked a question, who's the best in the world? He's completely in a favour to me because he's a fan of me, right? So, um, in terms of me answering that, um, I think it's just per- people's interpretation. You know, it could be when I talk strictly facts. Um, I, I put myself in, in the hat for that purely on facts, but I, I put my hat, myself in the hat with three other people. Uh, you know, Dossery's definitely up there, obviously winning the world title. Tex because he literally dominated last year and won the tournament this year. Um, and I mean, there's several players. So I think I think the question is always me, text Dossery. Um, but I can understand because I haven't won yet, like in the past two years or so, um, that, oh, well, Gorilla's Wash, you know, like, oh, it's Tex and Dossery now. But people tend to forget, like, you know, I'm still there at tournaments. I'm still doing decent. And I did win all those tournaments back then. So I don't know. Like I said, I just leave it to people's opinions and I just get on with what I've got to do. Do you, do you feel the pressure of people's thoughts and because for me like the way I, when when I watch a, a tournament whether it be live streamed on Twitch or whatever and I see you're there you for me I would never put any money on you losing you you are in my mind you're always a favorite tournament for me but that's probably because of the age I am and when I come up watching FIFA and and when I feel you know FIFA esports really took off and you, you won the FIWC in 2017 I, yeah. I you know so in my like nobody can sit here and tell me greek you, you gotta watch ms Dasari or you gotta watch tex because there's a chance you know there could be an upset what, what, what is your do you feel pressure from you know, maybe your fans or viewers that they instantly think you're the you're the best mm-hmm. you're going to win so um, no, I used to, I'm not going to lie. I think FIFA 17, but no, after when FIWC, after when FIWC, there was kind of this like expectation on me just to close my eyes and play FIFA and still expect to win every game. Um, but then I think recently, like in the past year, it's just kind of, 
you know, I just get on with what I've got to do, you know, because at the end of the day, if I'm winning, then it's going to benefit me, you know, like, for example, um, if, if I'm not doing well, then, you know, people won't watch my videos as much because at the end of the day, I know people watch my videos because I'm good at FIFA, not because I'm funny, not because of my personality personally, you know, so I need to make sure that I'm good at the game, that people are still interested in watching me, but also, you know, teams, you know, like obviously I'm, I'm with Neo right now, but, you know, when my contract is due to finish, if I'm not at the top of my game, are they going to renew my contract? Probably not. So um, I don't really have pressure. Um, I, I, the only pressure I have is on myself because I've beaten the top people. I've been winning tournaments. Um, so I, it's just my pressure now is to, to get back there and, and, and to stay there. Um, I think that's a difficult part for me. Um, just find that consistency. You know, it's like, like I said, I've beaten, you know, I've beaten Tex this year. I've beaten Dossery this year. I've beaten top, top players this year. But, I then go and lose, you know, just the next game or something. So uh, it's just consistency that, that, you know, is my problem at the moment. But in terms of pressure, no, I actually enjoy the big games. You know, I actually enjoy because I don't really get that. I used to have it back in FIFA, FIFA 15, 16. Even when, I won, even when I was in the final against Dito, FIWC, I wasn't nervous, which is crazy. Because, uh, you know, you need to remember there was $200,000 on the line. So yeah. I, I wasn't nervous, which was quite worrying. Um, but... I think recently, which is good, is when I play like top top players, and I know you know it's on main stage or it's like an important game. Like my heart starts beating, and like you know you can feel it um, a lot quicker. So I, I get that feeling now, which is good because um, that kind of tells me like I'm t- that this actually means something. Because before, when I'm not nervous or you know like I'm just normal. Because there's been times I remember in um, what was the last event? Not not was it Paris? You know, it might have been Paris, the last foot champs cup. Anyway, where where, um, who won it? Was it Zizinho? Yeah, Zizinho won it. That tournament when I was playing Tex and um, Razik on main stage, I'm not even joking. I think towards the second leg, I said to Zach, my coach, I can't feel my arm. Like my arms, like, you know, like the feeling when you have pins and needles? Yeah. But it's been like that. And like, or it's like, imagine lying on, you know, when you wake up in the night sometimes and you can't feel your arm because you've been lying on it, right? Yeah. Was that just me? Maybe that's just no, me. No, 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 for sure, I mean, for it, sure. It, it, it's a thing, right? It, it was like that for a solid, like, five to ten in-game minutes. So I had to pause and just take my time because I was that, like, uh, zoned into the game and, like, you know, concentrating. I wasn't nervous, but, like, you know, it meant something to me that my arm just went went numb. Um, but, yeah, going back to the, uh, the actual question, in terms of pressure from fans and stuff, no. I mean, I know people probably have an expect uh, expectancy of me winning, um, but, like, I don't really think of that consciously when I'm at a tournament. Um you know, it's just just my own. You know, my own, I'm I'm hard on myself because yeah. if I'm playing bad or I need to improve, then you know the only person that can fix that is is, is me. So I just got to be a bit more hard on myself, which I have been doing. No, no, no. That, that's, I, I think as well, like when just say for example, you don't win a, a title, or you, you know, you don't win at a tournament or whatever. I feel like a fan's point of view. Like I talk about myself, I can't speak for everybody, so. You know, please, you know, let us know if, if you feel differently. But just say, for example, you, you played in the tournament and you lost in a semi-final. Call. I don't think, oh, Gorillas let me down there. I felt like, right, okay, you know, that 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 was an upset, or that was. And the reality is, it probably isn't an upset because these are all top players. L- l- don't get yeah. me wrong. To get to a tournament like this, you have to oh, be yeah, a top player. Easy. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. For me, I always see the bigger picture. You know, like for example, I'm. I think I'm 12th in the uh, the rankings. Um, yeah. 
So basically what it is, is after like a season's over, you have all these tournaments, and then the top 16 on each platform, Xbox and PlayStation, then qualify for the world title, right? So I'm in a good position at the moment. There might, there might be a situation where all tournaments get cancelled, but FIWC goes ahead because of this whole lockdown and, you know, this virus going around. So we don't know when it's actually going to, we can have some kind of normality. So there might be a situation where no tournaments run, the top 16 as it stands now just get invited to the, the world title, which will be, you know, obviously in my in my own self that'll be good um but that might be a situation um but yeah i mean you know a semi-finals to me like the first tournament is good obviously i want to win it and i'm going into the mentality of i want to win it but when i get back home and i'm you know i'm sitting down i'm thinking it's like like, semi-finals good because it's the first tournament because what people need to realize is when when fifa 21 comes out right i'm going to be on a nearer level to you than I am now on FIFA 20 to you. Because I would imagine, again, this is me being hypothetical, that I'll put so much time into this FIFA and I've improved, then probably you have, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I've gone out of my way because I have to. I don't have to, but obviously it's detrimental if I don't. I've gone out of my way to improve, do new skill moves, implement that, you know, having different game plans, different game styles. But that all goes away to an extent, to an extent when FIFA 21 comes out. So so imagine it like a, a bar of... Uh, Let's let's think of it scale between one and ten, right? So at the moment, I'm not even gonna, for arguments. They will say ten, even though I'm not at a ten. But let's say I'm I'm on like ability ten. And what would you say your ability is? If 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 I'm a ten, what what's your ability in FIFA right now? Is in FIFA. FIFA twenty right now. I'm a four. A four. All right, you're a four. Okay. So when FIFA twenty one comes out, you would probably stay at a four, right? Because again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine you're like a casual gamer. Yes. Right. So, to, just to give you put, put it into like perspective, I I used to live stream on Twitch um, back FIFA eighteen days. I was uh, I was quite up there, should we say, in the English FIFA streamers. Yeah. Uh, um, I was really fortunate. I had a lot of support from a lot of streamers like Castro and stuff like that, and I did really well. Now, my ability was gold one in foot check. When it was back, when it was forty games, I would hit between twenty five and twenty eight wins. Uh, yeah every week now i'm a bit older i don't play as much fifa i'm lucky to get gold one like lucky to get 70 oh. you know so yeah it's completely changed if i get 20 wins i'm really happy if i get 17 gold two i'll accept it like you know okay all right so right that's fair so we're, let's say i'm fifa 20 then i'm a i'm a, a uh, i'm a 10 on the ability scale yeah we'll call it and you're a four right when fifa 21 comes out is a complete. You'd imagine it's. Yeah, do you know what? I wouldn't even say it's a completely different game because you don't know. Like FIFA 19 to 20 is a completely different ball game. Mm. So, for example, like I could be a 10 on FIFA 19 and you as a four hypothetically. When FIFA 20 comes out, my, my scale of ability goes down to like six or seven because I'm still good at the fundamentals of FIFA. Like my 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 ability to an elastico skill move or a roulette or my IQ of the game doesn't drop, but it just has to change dramatically to fit that game because FIFA is a yearly cycle and fundamentals and the game mechanics change every year. So your ability won't really change because you, you, you just play FIFA, you know, you're not, you're not really thinking, you know, you just go with the flow. Um, it's the same with my brother, you know, he just plays FIFA. He, like I can guarantee you every year, you know, maybe FIFA 19 is a bit different because it was just so, so wayward. It was just so different, but Generally speaking, FIFA to FIFA, you're, if you're like a casual gamer, you're not really going to decrease or increase in ability unless you go out your way to, to change that. So what my point is that your ability won't change. So at the start of FIFA's, 
pro players' ability drop a little bit because you know it's an it's a new learning curve. So, for example, you know that them. Uh, do you remember FIFA team when you know you do them out tornado crosses and yeah, flick up volleys? Well, that's irrelevant. Like that 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 knowledge in my brain is irrelevant now. You know, it's like I learned all of that for for a year. Now I've got to program myself to not do that again. Um, and then learn a new way of playing FIFA. And then by the time I've done that, we're at the peak of FIFA doing tournaments. FIFA 21's coming out. So maybe, you know, uh, for example, maybe next year Elasticos are useless. Like the La Coqueta, uh, the skill move, is kind of useless. Now it's still usable, but not as good. So like, th- there's things that change. So my point is, you know, when FIFA 21 comes out, you'll probably be a four still. Yeah. And I'll be a six or seven. I'll probably say seven just because of the fundamentals of the game won't really change that much. Um, and my competitiveness will probably give me that a little bit of an edge, but you know, so it's a bit closer at the start. And then, so my point is, like, pro players are kind of on an even level uh, coming into new FIFA's, and it's just a matter of who wants it most, you know. So there might be somebody like there might be a pro player now that's just not really doing that well, um, and it might be a, a little bit. It might be like a six, six and a half, and they say I'm like a seven, Texas seven, etc., etc. The start of new FIFA. Everyone's different, but you know, for argument's sake, let's say that. But they might have the willingness to like grind the game like there's no tomorrow. Literally go and learn every single thing. And it's a bit like Tex in FIFA 19. He knew everything within like the first month. It was crazy. Like he was the best at moving the keeper, uh, best at these um, no look finesse shots, etc. So um, it's just trying to find the things that's going to give you that edge as soon as possible and then mastering it. And that was like me FIFA. That was like me in FIFA 15, 16, 17, without me even realizing it. Like I didn't actually go out my way to do it. I just played that much FIFA. That it just became secondary. So, but you know, gameplay is different. You know, when I'm playing a pro, I'll play completely different than if I was playing you. You know, so yeah. um, feel like I've just rambled on for a bit. Then hopefully that made a bit of sense. No, no, definitely, definitely. Like, I would say it definitely is probably harder for you going into a new game because the amount of time that you spend on the game, you've always got to break majority of that and, and rebuild and start again. Whereas, as you said, with a casual player. You just pick it up. You 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 know you play. Like everybody wants to win. The, yeah. You know the amount of controllers I've broken over the years is ridiculous. Um, but the differences with myself and you, you have the desire and passion and t- to sit there to to work hard to understand the mechanics, the matter, this and that, to be able to get you to where you want to be. Now I want to ask a question on this and two questions, but the the first one I'm going to make it a bit fun. Do you think you can pluck anybody out with the right mentality and say, I'm going to make you a better FIFA player? Uh, it's funny you say that, because I tweeted the other day, um, tweeting out about maybe offering coaching services. Um, and just getting like you know a vague idea of who would be interested, in ex- uh, who would be interested, sorry, and you know, this, that, and the other. But um, I-, I have this discussion on stream a few times where, you know, people say, can, can I become a pro player? It's like, so let's say someone in the chat, let's say you're in my chat and you say, can you become a pro player? Uh, can I become a pro player as in, as in you? Yeah. And you're saying, what, you're a gold one, gold two player now yeah. currently? Um, for me, probably not. I, I mean, again, I would love to be wrong and I hope I'm wrong, but the way I see it is, it's like, you have to have some kind of natural ability, right? Like, back in, when I watched KSI's video, I was good at FIFA, you know, like, I would have an issue in Division 1, you know, I'd be winning anyway, just because it wasn't recorded or I wasn't live streaming. I was still good at the game. But then, obviously, my levels jumped up tenfold because my attitude towards the game, obviously, going out my way to learn even more things, and just my mentality has changed into, 
you know, like when I'm losing 2 0 in foot draft right now, let's say you play a foot draft, I play a foot draft, we're both 2 0 down at half time. The chances are, again, it depends on, you know, circumstances on, on the opposition. Chances are I'll, I'll come back and win that game because I'm like, I don't want to lose. Like, I'm like, so then normally what happens is if I'm 2 0 down, there's two, there's several reasons, but there's probably going to be two main reasons. One, the guy's actually really good, you know, more than I ex- You know, when you load up into a game, well, for me anyway, I load up into a game, I see his team. And I don't, I don't really take him serious, right? Because I play that much FIFA. I can't play every game seriously. So, you know, I could be 2-0 down at half-time, and the guy's actually good. So, therefore, I'll sit up and start sweating and actually trying to, you know, do things that I wasn't doing in the first half. Or the first half, I was just playing an autopilot, which happens a hell of a lot, which is obviously my own problem, but that happens. And then, all right, I'm 2-0 down. Right, let's start concentrating now. Whereas you, you might, that, you might actually be playing how you play anyway, in the first half, and then you're just going to go 3-0 down, maybe bring back 3-1, 2-1, but that's that's the difference, I think, uh, like the competitiveness and being able to just switch up, you know, on a, on a flick of a switch. No, for sure. I think, yeah, there's definitely an element of natural ability, but I think as well, a massive thing is the want and desire to, to really yeah. become Wait, the best. So I, yeah, I don't really, I didn't think I even answered your question, sorry, but yeah, in terms of like being a pro, I think you have to have some kind of current ability you know I, I find it very difficult in my head to fathom a goal two player next year going to be competing at events and getting top four consistently i just can't picture it um but i don't even like elite three elite two I, I find it very difficult but again that's just my opinion um i think you need to have some kind of you know uniqueness or you know know the fundamentals of the game uh to make that leap but again it's not what people do is, and I, I can get it, um, they they play foot champions, they get Elite 3, Elite 2, Elite 1, and they're, they're satisfied with that, you know. They might try a qualifier, not do well, um, and and then that's it, you know. They're just they're content with Elite 2, Elite 1. But if it was the way around, you know, if you do want it, like you think I get into the pro scene, um, and you do finish Elite 3, Elite 2, Elite 1, etc., uh, try out some qualifiers if you can get, because you have to be 27 wins plus to get verified, to be able to play the qualifiers, um, just improve. Like it's, it's so it's actually difficult, but it's easy at the same time. Honestly, YouTube is your friend because I've said it many times on stream. I've learned stuff off other YouTubers. Like you know, you think I'm sitting here just trying to find a way to to improve on the game. Like, I go out and do my research. I look at other YouTubers. Like um, you know, the videos are there for everybody. So you know, I, I've improved. Like there's several things this year I've got off off YouTubers doing tutorials and stuff. So I definitely recommend people uh, people doing that. Even if it's not if you're not if you, if you don't want to become a pro, just generally, you know, maybe getting that extra win or two on the weekend they can uh, can be big. Yeah, I think what what I would just say for example, let's talk hypothetically about me. Just say I'm a consistent gold to every now and then I hit gold run on FIFA twenty, right? Just say I wanted to start a YouTube series, right? And it would be pro makes amateur an elite player, or whatever, and I break into elite three or whatnot. Do you think that's possible for somebody to put? Oh, yeah, easy, easy. I, I could guarantee you, if I if I spent a week with you, um, you know, like maybe like an hour a day, I could easily get you into um, elite three, elite two, easy. But it's there's only so much like there's only so much I can do. I can tell everybody, I coach, whatever. I right, do this, do that. I right, when you're down the wing, do this or you know, different formation, different tactics. But if the person's not implementing it, it's not going to work. So it, it's both sides. But I think that's quite easy, to be honest with you. I feel like 
You'd, I mean, I'm going to do it at some point, and I, I want to see the results. So whenever that happens, obviously, I'll post on Twitter and stuff. Because I've seen other people coaching um, and have improved people. So I, I believe in myself. Like, I know what people are missing. Like, if I'm watching your gameplay, I can guarantee I'll, I'll be picking out things left, right, and center. Because, you know, obviously, like you say, you're a gold one, gold two player. So I assume you're doing a lot of things wrong. <clears throat> oh, massively. Everything's yeah. wrong. <laughs> So, like, if, you know, even if it's as simple as thing as, you know, I'm trying to think of a, a quick and easy thing. Literally, a simple thing as switch, like, use your fullbacks. You know, even I struggled with this at the start of the year. My, even my coach had to tell me. But, like, when you're the ball, you're right back. You don't, you know, your first thing is you want to go forward, don't you? But if there's no one there, switch it to your left back because the guy's going to have to, the guy's going to have to do two or three player switches just to track you down. But, you know, use the whip for the pitch, use your fullbacks, and... You know, don't you don't always have to go forward. You know, you get the ball, and you know you'd have to sprint down the line or play it into a forward position. Like use your CDMs. All right, no one there. You, you switch to your left back. Run like gradually build up towards the uh, towards the edge of the box, and then obviously when you're on the edge of the box, that's where the magic happens. But that's where you know that's where the massive improvements uh, can be made. But yeah, you'll be surprised how much you could learn. Not just off me, but you know, just seeing the other side of it, um, actually realizing because. When you actually realise, even when I watch my own gameplay back, when you realise what you're actually doing wrong, because in in the game, you just, it's just your natural instincts, right? You know, you think you think I'm playing somebody, I'm sitting there thinking, all right, well, it's 30th minute now, let me play a few more passes, I'm going to play it to SCN here, then when I do have it with SCN, I'm going to play it to my right mid, play it to my right wing, play it to the edge of the box, I'm going to do an elastico, do a roulette and then shoot near post and it should go in. Now, I'm not thinking 20 steps ahead, I'm literally just improved at the game to a point where... Um, you react quick. Just, yeah, it's just like I know that I know I know the pattern of the game. I know my pattern of my attack. A lot of the skill comes in in defense, being aggressive, teammate containing. But then what sets a lot of people apart is the final third. So like I'm just I know when if I'm doing elasticos and the guy is reading it, oh well, I'll switch it up then you know, and then I'll switch it up to the point where I will chuck an elastico in like on my fifth attack because you know you got to uh, remember like you are playing a human being so. For example, I was playing someone on this weekend league just gone, and you had Team Lee and Messi, right? A lot of people would, you know, crap themselves playing against Team Lee Messi, but the rest of the team weren't that good. So I predicted it before the game starts. Like, he's going to always play it to Messi. Funnily enough, in the game, every time we got an attack, Team Lee and Messi, Team Lee and Messi, I was like, I was even saying, you know, I hope he's watching the stream, because I gave him some advice. I said, either sell Messi if he's, if he's tradable and get, like, a more well-rounded team, because what's happened is... He's got a great player in Messi, but the rest of his team's not good. And I and he just wants it to, uh, wants the ball to go to Messi all the time. But the problem with that is I can read him like a book. So and he's not thinking that. He's not. I'm like he's really thinking. Oh, this guy is good at defending, which I think I'm okay at. But my point is he won't question himself. Like he'll go into the next game against someone who's maybe not a pro, and even that guy will probably be able to read him because he's always playing it to Messi. You know, it's just so easy to read. So mixing it up is. Um, is vital so uh, i mean there's lots of things to learn um for sure do you know it's funny you say about that you know where you can make the massive improvements is is the final fair because i remember i played a pro not too long ago it was fifa 18 when i was back streaming he was a streamer also uh, and i was playing him i was friends with him we're chatting quite a lot and he said to me he goes Chris, you're brilliant up until the final third. He goes, I used to play 4-1-2-1-2 narrow, right? And yeah. my two strikers, I would play tippy-tappy football with my two, from the halfway line to, to the 18-yard, and I'd play tippy-tappy football between the two strikers. They were both very quick. And I, but when I would get to the box, I would just be so 
typical the same every time and it's because i didn't know what skill moves to move like use and stuff like this so it would be maybe a one two might give it back to the right-sided striker and then go for the near post or go for a low driven back then when a, a low driven was op but it was so like he would say to me that the build-up was so good it was just the final third i was awful yeah but even if you learn the elastic i can guarantee you what what normally happens for example, if I taught you how to do the elastico and it became natural to you, I'd imagine your attack would involve a lot of elasticos at the same angle every single time. So it's like it's all well and good learning new skill moves and stuff, but if you're going to do it repetitively, you might as well just not because, like you said, you know, you was always doing the uh, quick football and you'd always have a certain pattern. Just naturally, you know, you'd always go to that right side. Um, it happens with me sometimes, but you've got to, whatever tools you have at your disposal, use them, but use them like different times you know because if you're always doing the same pattern of play it doesn't take a genius to 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 figure that out you know so you know it's, you know you can learn the elastico but you know it doesn't mean you have to do it every single time i mean i do it a lot but i know when to do it i know at what angle i know what position the center back is going to be in for me to to you know more often than not get the ball past them um but it's foot champions though it's different like i i I don't really take foot champions seriously because it's actually, it's not that hard. Uh, we, uh, yeah, I know it makes me sound cocky, but uh, there's not really any other way of me saying it. Um, but you know, I do come up against good players that aren't pros. And I, there was uh, there was a guy this weekend I just played that I beat two one. Uh, but I said to him, "Fair play to him. Like he's not a pro, not that I know of anyway. But he was really really good. And I was like, you know, I'll give credit where it's due. He was a really good player. So uh, yeah, you got to mix things up regardless of skill moves or whatever. However, even if you play very very basic. Even a simple thing is always, play, if you always play to like your, let's say you have Messi up front with Neymar, but you favour Messi, you know, to, to have that final shot, you know, just switch up, you know, just switch it to Neymar, you know, because the centre-back's just, uh, the opposition's just going to read him like, all right, it's just going to wait for you to pass it to Messi and you're going to do it because you're just, you're just programmed to do it. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I want to ask you, what do you think of the state of FIFA 20? What, what, what do you, tell me what you, your opinion is on this game. The actual game, yeah. So, so the gameplay, uh, like yeah. break, like just what it is. I see a lot of hate, should we say, every year towards yeah. EA on Twitter and whatnot. Say this game is awful. The servers are awful. I'm getting you know a, a, a two second delay when I'm pressing a button and whatnot. Blah blah blah. I want to know as a as a pro, so yourself, what is your honest thoughts? Um, do you know what the annoying thing is? I think a lot of problems get solved with the gameplay uh, responsiveness of servers because I've been streaming recently a lot and um, on the weekends and when when the gameplay is good I actually have a good time I enjoy it I can do my skill moves smooth I can play I can play really quick football uh, just like I can I can enjoy myself and I'll do more skill moves like skill moves that aren't meta but you know just to get a nice goal because I can I can do it because the gameplay is quick now, what happens is when the gameplay goes really slow, I my uh, my problem is when the gameplay goes really slow, um, it doesn't really affect casual players that much. And I see a lot of people complain about it, the casuals, which I don't understand. I do understand I don't, but for pros, or not even pros, for good people, I'm talking like Elite 1, Elite 2 people as well. If all right, Again, we'll use this analogy. Let's say I'm a scale, I'm a, I'm a 10 on an ability scale and you're a 4, right? Yeah. If the gameplay is really good, the chances of you beating me is very slim. The only way you'll beat me is if you get maybe a lucky goal, you sit back really deep, and I just can't score, 
and you go down and you rend on counterattacks, my defense is open, you score one nil, you get like a, a a win like that, right? Which is which which can happen. Um the problem is though, when the gameplay goes really bad, I can't do my skill moves as smooth. I can't play how I want to play because the game's literally not allowing me to do that. It's like imagine imagine playing football with a sandbag. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's not it's not your ability like Cristiano Ronaldo could be one of the best footballers in the world and Messi. But they play with a sandbag. Yeah, I mean, all right, sandbag's probably a bit you know what I mean, like just something along the lines of like just something so different. Um They'll be decent, uh, and you still don't have an expectation from them. But the reality is, they won't be as good as what they were, because they're used to playing with a football that doesn't change. You know that the ball's always the same. So the same thing with FIFA. When the gameplay is good, the ability of my, myself would be ten, right? Yeah. When the gameplay goes bad, and yours is a four, by the way, and when the gameplay goes bad, my ability drops to probably about seven, maybe an eight, a push. But guess what? Yours doesn't really change. If anything. Your ability stays the same, but your your chances of winning goes up because you're not decreasing because the, the, the way you play the game, and this is not just you, I'm saying generally. Yeah, hypothetically you, speaking. Hypothetically speaking, you're not going to change because you play a game a certain way. The chances are you're not going to be doing elastico, you're not going to be playing quick football, you're not left stick turning sharp and stuff like this. So I drop, you say the same. So it's like you've got more chance of winning. So that's where my gripe comes in. It's like... The skill gap's not there because the gameplay is really good. And when it is good, though, I enjoy myself. Now, the game has its flaws outside of that. Um, I think they took way too long to fix overload ball side. The patch wasn't efficient enough for that. And since bringing one out, I think they're bringing one out tomorrow, actually. Another patch for it. But we're what? How far are we into this FIFA cycle? Six months? Yeah. We? Yeah. Six, well, months? end of September to now. We're, we're currently, as we're recording today, it's the 6th of April. Yeah. So, yeah, we're six so months in. We're basically halfway through the year, and it's took them this long to attempt to fix overload ball side. Uh, they, they've tried to, they've patched like one on one finishing, but then I'll go and miss an absolute sitter with a guy that should not be missing a sitter, like R9 Ronaldo. Uh, there's several things like AO defending's quite overpowered like the ai will just go and block shots willy-nilly and just put like literally like do a sliding block and i can guarantee you the opposition has not inputted that into his controller um but the fundamental of the game would be a lot better if we get and i'm not even expecting flawless gameplay 24 7 because you know i've got to be realistic here but like so i break it down into four four gameplay states State number one is perfect gameplay. Like it is absolutely rapid, and and when you get it, you'll know. Um, gameplay two or state two is like the gameplay is still quick. It's good, but it's not perfect. But like you're still enjoying yourself. You can you know you can put up with it. State three is when it's delayed, and it's like your players taking heavy touches. Um, the gameplay feels slow. You can't really. You don't feel like in control of your players. Yeah. And state four is just when it's like really, really, really delayed. And it's like, oh my god, this is a joke kind of thing. No, where the real complaints come from. So for me, there's four states. We can get state two more often than state one a lot more often. Um, I'll be happy. But my worry is honestly, this problem's been for me. I didn't really notice it in FIFA 15, 16. Uh, it became more apparent to me in FIFA 17, 18 obviously 19 and now 20, but this has not just been an issue that's been this year or the year before. This has been on for years now. And even this year, when they've, so they've came out and acknowledged it, which is good. Uh, so it can't, like, they can't really run away, uh, run away from it now because you know, they've acknowledged it publicly. Uh, but they've done some patches, they've released 
you know, this, that, and the other. Nothing's changed. Like, people think that, uh, in my, this is just my opinion, like, people think that this situation's going to be fixed next FIFA. You know, there's a new FIFA console, there's new consoles coming out, new gen consoles, brand new FIFA. They've had a year now, should be fine. I can guarantee you this situation for the improvement of servers will not be fixed ever. I don't think it'll ever be fixed, but there'll be slight improvements over the next three years, two, three years. It's not going to be a thing that's going to be happening overnight. And the problem is that's going to um, it's going to cause more people to complain like myself. I hate streaming and saying, I go into a game, oh my God, this gameplay is terrible. I do an Elastico 20 minute with Neymar. Oh my God, guys, this is so slow. Like, I don't want to say it, but I feel like I have to because people think this is flawless gameplay. Gorilla should be dominating this guy. It's like an excuse because it's yeah. literally happening. And then when I lose a game, more often than not, but like, in my head, I don't want to say, and sometimes I don't because I know what people will say, but more often than not, the reason I lose a game is because the gameplay is slow. But then, the op- and then, and then there's another thing as well, what people, I don't think, actually realize. I could play you, right? My gameplay could be terrible. Your gameplay could be absolutely amazing. Did you know that? Yeah, 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 for sure. How is that possible? That just blows my mind. So, again, let's use a scale. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 10, you're a 4. I'm experiencing bad gameplay. I come down to a 6 or 7. Your gameplay is rapid. You probably push up to maybe a 5, maybe. but like Or a good 4, you know what I mean? Like, you're confident yeah. in your 4. I'll have a better chance of getting a result out yeah. of you. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, even if, even if like... The gameplay is bad for both of us. It still benefits you because your 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 ability to to do things isn't as better as mine. If that makes sense, like I'm doing more creative things, more advanced stuff, and the gameplay slowness um, puts Will a, affect that more. yeah, it probably puts like a, a, a restraint on those things. So um, I think that's probably the best I've actually explained it in this podcast. Like I feel like it's very difficult to explain on the stream, um, but I think that's probably the best way to explain no. it. Um, but yeah, I think. Fixed server issues that fix a lot of things, but obviously there's things that do need change, like one-on-one finishing. I think this chain and the skill moves, the reason they've done that, because last year, Lacaqueta, like, repetitively was just so OP, and, like, the, and the Elasticos repetitively was just so OP. I, I actually genuinely do believe they put the chain in a... So you, do you know what I mean? So you can't do, like, an yeah. Elastico and a roulette, like, without having, like, a, a bad touch. The reason they've done that, by the way, is because they don't want that to happen again, or they don't know how to fix the actual issue where... Oh, so what about if someone does, like, two Elasticos in a row, you know? What they should have done, though, is um, have it where I can do an Elastico or a Roulette, and then maybe another Elastico again. But what they've done is, like, you can't chain skill moves together, like, random skill moves. I'd understand if it was the same skill move, like, rest- restrain that. Uh, but I'm, I'm a bit uh, a bit disappointed with that one, because obviously I'm a skidder myself. Uh, AI is a bit too OP for my liking. Um... Wow, I mean, there's loads of things. Uh, but like I said, honestly, people will be shocked. Like people complain about the game, me being one. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people would not complain about the game if the gameplay was good because you wouldn't notice as much BS as you would uh, with the gameplay. But yeah, talk, but I've got a question for you. Do you actually? So when you're playing foot champs, do you sit there and think, "Oh my god, this gameplay is bad"? Yeah. Like, do you have that in your head? Yeah. So I try. It's funny because like I'll be in a party or whatever with a few friends, like chatting and whatnot, and, I, and we all say, "What's the gameplay like?" And it's it's weird. What I feel like I know it's a massive difference between champs, division rivals, and draft. Def- yeah. Definitely, the gameplay is completely different. I can come onto a division rivals game on a Thursday night or whatever, play, and it's stupidly quick, like so quick. Must the be next, nice. I never get that. <laughs> yeah, but the next day I'll go into a, a champs game, and it is like, like you said, the the way I'd probably describe it is 
if you watch local football and they play on carpet like turf they they are at their peak you know they can sprint as yeah. quick as they can when you've got bad conditions and the ground is a bit muddy they can't yeah. run as quick you know they're, they're heavier on the ground so that genuinely a lot of time i feel the effect of that and 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 i and i think what happens is when the gameplay is like that and you do go a couple of goals down you're more you're more than likely to rage quit yourself because you're like the gameplay is shit um, yeah. I, I can't, I'm two 0 down. The, the other person probably hasn't got this. I, I'm just yeah. As as a casual player, it, it's just yeah. It, it, it's, it's it's not even about rage quitting necessarily. It's just being like really angry because you're like I can't do anything. Gameplay is that bad. What creates the anger and the negativity around FIFA? Um, but in terms of like the three game modes, rivals I think is is fifty fifty. You can get a good game, you get a bad game. Champs is like. 2080, I'd say you can probably get 20% decent games. The rest of it's not great. Uh, foot draft, my god, that is pinging. Um, but I, I still don't know if draft is sorry, uh, I don't know if draft is peer to peer or dedicated servers. Now, apparently it's dedicated servers, but there must be different servers, or draft must be that good. If, if they are the same servers as foot champs, draft must be so much better because no one's really playing that much in the week. Obviously, when, when Champs is on on Friday, everyone, you know, not everyone, but a lot more people are on. So, surely, if it was this simple, they would have fixed it by now. Surely, it's as simple as getting more servers. Yeah. Like, I, I must be missing something here because I have a gaming router so I can see where I connect to what server. I can see what ping... I mean, obviously, we have a pinging game now, but I could see the ping before. But I can go into a game on FIFA 5 bar and it's 24 ping, 22 ping. I'm not that re- I'm not really that clued up in depth for the technology and stuff like I don't know is 20 pings good for FIFA like one versus one I- I'd put my I'd put I'd put myself on it and say I think it's decent but I can guarantee you if they show us ping in game that ping will fluctuate between 25 70 drop back down because it happened like, 100%. On, my, on my route I'm seeing before this implementation of the ping came in in game I'm fluctuating to 70 dropping down to 27 going up to 80, maybe then 50. You know what I mean? It's not steady. So I don't know if that's my problem, the opposition's problem, or some kind of coding issue or server issue. But again, I'm not paid to to figure this out. I'm paid to pay FIFA, and this is hindering my experience. And not just pros, everybody. It's hindering everyone's experience. I can guarantee you, they sort the gameplay issue out. My God, everyone would enjoy themselves. I know. And, And one gripe I've had, and I've had with... EA for a long time and you know I, I, I commend the great work that they've done of making a game every year and whatnot. And but the one thing that I feel like has been an issue and uh, there always will be an issue um, perfect I'm going to give you a clear example and if anybody can give me the answer to this then please let me know I can be sat here on a stream or, or not on a stream playing I, I'm running an ethernet cable I have 100 megabyte download, 60 megabyte upload. My internet is fantastic, wired, no problem. I've got my PC on at the same time watching a streamer or streaming myself. I'm 2 nil up, right? Or, or I'm 1-0 I'm down, I bring it back to 2-1-0. As soon as I score that second goal and I take the lead, I've lost connection to the servers. However, the internet on my phone's working, my PC's still running. I'm in an Xbox party and the chat is still working. So how have I been kicked out of a server because of my internet issue when everything else around me is working still on the internet? 
It's just the servers. <laughs> I mean, I wish there was like an more in-depth answer to that. Like, it is annoying because, you know, you could be winning and then it get DC for whatever reason. Maybe the server just fails or I don't know how it works, but then it disconnects both of you and you both get the loss. I don't know because you've lost connection to that server, but I don't know how they can implement something where you're winning and if it gets disconnected, you, you play the game again or you get the win because pe- there would be ways to take advantage because let's say I'm playing you and you're beating me 1-0, right? And if you know if the game disconnects, you get the win. Well, you're just going to unplug your Ethernet cable, aren't you? Yeah. Same again. If, if you're playing me, right, and you're one and up, you just score like a lucky guy in the first five minutes. And if you know if he gets disconnected, you'll get to play the game again like a different opponent. You're going to do it most likely because you're pretty thinking, I'm not going to beat Gorilla. So you, you know what I mean? Like, you one and up, that's, you know, but there's 85 minutes left. You'll probably favor me to bring it back. So again, you unplug your Ethernet cable just to then play somebody else. So I don't know what the situation is. Um, Oh, I think they've implemented some things and it has changed a little bit where it just disconnects and it's under review. I don't know what the review process is. And then the game just doesn't count, which sometimes it happens, which is good because before if you DC, it was it was a loss. So, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, I personally think a bit off topic. They need to change the whole foot champ system. I think it's getting a bit dry now. Um, the reward system, the, the 30 games. I would love, I think it's only possible with good gameplay though, um, is imagine 2v2 foot champions. That'd be amazing. Mental. I mean, it'd be more, I think it'd be more competitive, like, because, you know, you're playing with your friend or another pro player or whatever, but my God, imagine, I'd love to do that for YouTube and just streaming. Imagine, like, me and me and Tass playing, me and Tass playing the 2v2 and match up against Kurt and, I don't know, Tech, like, I mean, just hypothetically, you know, Kurt and Tech, and it's like, we're about to play each other 30, you know. My God, the amount of people that would not watch that is mental. Um, and I think that's what missing with FIFA in general, competitive side, you know, the community, casuals, whatever, is that, you know, you get with Fortnite, you have it with Call of Duty. Name me a game that doesn't have it, you know. We don't have anything. We have pro clubs, but I'm not a fan of. And we can all agree that, you know, FIFA is orientated around all my teams. That's what makes the uh, most money. We've not had 2v2 in all my team ever. Not that I'm aware of. We have... You can play, uh, you can have a guest, but you have to see him next to me. Aren't we? We're in 2020. Like, how do you not have the functionality to me and you play 2v2? Whether it's foot champs, draft, even as simple thing as draft, like a start a draft together. Um, on my account, you know, you, you can come onto my account and we'll play 2v2. Like, you have 2v2 in head to head. You have pro club, which is at worst case scenario, 11v11. It blows my mind. Now, my only thinking is they're just prolonging it as much as possible because they don't need to implement it because the money's still coming in. Um, and that would be like a massive feature. If EA announced it to FIFA 21, and it'd be smart for them to re- release it for FIFA 21, oh, we're going to introduce 2v2 on Ultimate Team now. People will forget how much of a shit show it's kind of been, you know? Like, you, the amount of mistakes they've made on SBCs and, you know, yeah. price ranges. Oh my God. It is actually crazy. Like this is a billion a billion dollar company. Listen, I I'd be the first to admit I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for EA, right? And obviously FIFA. But that doesn't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, FIFA's fantastic because it's, you know, it has its flaws. The same with any other game. If I was a, you know, Call of Duty pro, again, you know, if they had flaws, I'd be calling out their flaws. But I think the product, the gripe I have, and I think a lot of pros and people in general is the two way communication is not there. You know. Um, so listen, if they said to us, "Yeah, guys, the ser- we know we understand like the server, we have issues with the server, a bit you know, but more on the back foot, I'll probably say it as." But so along the lines of, "Yeah, the server's really bad." Uh, you know, we know it's a priority, which they have said, but 
you know, it's just like the kind of generic stuff. Just say, listen, we're looking to get this fixed by FIFA 21. Just bear with us. Uh, we know it's not ideal. Do you know what I mean? Like, or sorry, because they've done it a lot. Sorry, guys, we messed up on this SBC. Here's a free 50k pack untradeable for you. Because the amount of times they mess up on an SBC is mental. Yeah, um, it's honestly, like, I'm not really an SBC guy, but my god, it's crazy. And these, these like they pick the team of the week now. Are you seeing the team of the week just gone? Oh so god, so bad. Like, what? I'm playing for top 100 for what team of the week? At least when it was football was happening, if Messi got a hat trick, I can put my life on the line. He's getting in form. Um, whereas now we yeah, can be like. Eh, do you know what? We'll choose Team of the Week 22 from FIFA 17. I don't know. It might have been a good Team of the Week. I don't know. Here we go. The best players in 86. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great, is it? It's not it, great. They hold all the cards, and it, it's going to be like for a while. And like I said, my gripe is, and I, maybe I go over, overboard a little bit and complaining and moaning or whatever, but listen, if someone came to me and said, for example, I don't think the prize money... Like, uh, is that great in FIFA compared to other games? And I'm not even comparing it to Fortnite because Fortnite is just crazy. But, you know, from where he was in FIFA 17 in terms of prize pool in the tournament to now, it's not really a progression. If anything, you could argue it's um, it's a decrease. Like, if they just gave us an honest answer and be like, yeah, guys, this is a long-term project. You know, we're, we're looking to, to build this up. And then probably by FIFA 22, you're going to see a lot more money involved in the scene because it works for everybody for EA players for teams it's like a cycle you know the more money that's there it benefits everybody um but I mean there's that's just one thing that comes to mind I mean there's a lot of things um the overall ball side like us pros were turning them left right and center like people using it at events it was crazy like if you I'm not even joking when overload ball side was like it still is a thing but even more then if you use overload ball side and I kind of gave you like the basics to use it my God, you would jump up from goal two. Maybe you could push it eight three because it was that. It make you that much better at defending. Um, it was it was mental. Imagine that at an event, right? And I think people's problems with watching events are, you know, it's one v one, which I, I still I still want one v ones, but I think the implementation of two v twos would be great because we had the club world cup. That was that was good, um, but is it's so defensive? Like I miss the days of FIFA just being like. Go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, go yeah. And attack. who's the best attacker? Now it's like, all right, let's sit back. Let me have 70% position. Let me switch it to the fullback. Right, let me go back to the left back, back to the fullback, back to my CDM. It's like, and then you'll have like one shot. You know, it's like, who wants to watch that? I don't. Um, so, I mean, listen, I think, like I said, back to it. I think it's a two way communication that we won't get. They pretend that we have it. We don't. Um, like with this, uh, what is it, EA Direct, FIFA Direct Twitter? Yeah. It's, it's just basically uh, Corey and Zaro behind that account, I'd imagine, just tweeting what they would have tweeted on their personal account. Um, that, um, like, updates on the game and stuff. It's just, um, I don't know. See, I I, have... do you know what? I have, a, I have a thought, right? And I've, I've spoken to somebody else about this, and I feel like this would be a fantastic thing. It's tried and tested in other games, right? First of all, the two-way communication... I, I totally feel like it's it's so important. And oh, really? if you look at things like Epic Games, now what they've done with Fortnite, whenever there is an issue, they make it very clear they've made an error, and this is what we're going to do to to replace it. One thing I feel would be really, really important with FIFA. People say it's pay to win, this and that, and whatever. EA, right, I know if anybody's listening, Corey or whatever, listen to the podcast, we understand EA is all about, you know, a big part of it is a business and it needs to make money. Why don't you, like a lot of other games now, abolish FIFA 21, 22, 23, and make FIFA football and have 
a patch every year which does the kits and stuff like this updates the gameplay you can have something equivalent to a battle pass like a lot of games have now which allow people to spend their money to work towards becoming you know getting better cards or this and that and I don't feel like it's necessary to to charge somebody fifty pound a year for a game, which the reality is they're going to spend hundreds of pounds on throughout yeah. the year anyway. If you had a cool game and have found the reason why competitive, um, if you look at the top esports, right, you have CS:GO, Fortnite, you know, League of Legends. Do you, they don't make a League of Legends too? You know, they they work on the game they have. Look at Fortnite; their numbers start to drop. 10 seasons go by, they completely change the map and all of a sudden they boom again. You know, I, I just feel like there's more that they can do. And they will earn more money that way than this way because they'll be more happier players. Um, I, I get it. And again, I always look at it from both sides. That's never going to happen. I think the only way they're going to be forced into a change is from a legal point of view. Obviously, we've seen uh, Belgium ban FIFA points. And I think it is a matter of time. I wouldn't be surprised if they're literally thinking already like, oh, some point we won't be able to have this current uh uh program I'm gonna call it is in like you know selling FIFA points etc to buy packs at some point push has to um push has to come to shove i think that's the saying yeah or push comes to shove and they're gonna have to change and they're pretty thinking that anyway like you know it'd be stupid not to i don't blame i don't have an issue with corey or zaro or anyone who works at ea because I don't blame an individual. I just blame it as a whole. It's a collective. And again, like we don't know what's happening. You know, uh, Corey might want to tell us everything, the reasons as to why X, Y, and Z can't happen. But you know, he's completely not allowed to. It's the same reason I'm not allowed to say some things about my contract. You know, of course. If you ask me, if you ask me some certain questions, there's certain questions I just legally can't say. Um, but I think eventually. I mean, I, I this is just my opinion. I actually don't have information, but I think eventually, maybe FIFA 21. But, you know, you wouldn't really see it coming. Uh, but I think maybe in the next year or two, hopefully, um, especially with the new gen coming out, they'll have, like you said, FIFA football or just FIFA, you know. Like, I think the problem is, is the yearly cycle and I think resetting. I don't think that will change because you need to realise, like, EA makes so much money. And if you're, if you're EA, you're not changing it. And I, I, I agree. I wouldn't change it because why would you? It makes so much money. Until you see the numbers drop, which is a sad reality, until you see the numbers drop dramatically, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, well, everyone's angry. That's the reason why we're losing money. Well, let's make everyone happy. Let's bring in 2v2. Let's sort the servers out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, that, any of it. Let's change the way we sell FIFA points or change that way completely. So that's never going to change. And, and until people accept that, it's like, you know, I understand the frustration. If it was down to me, FIFA points wouldn't be here. But, you know, that, that's their way of making money, um, and that's not going to change. But I do see um, just a standalone game coming out um, and just patching and patching in. I think after, uh, after a certain stage, they'll patch it to a point where it's a completely different game, but it's still yeah. FIFA. The problem is, though, and why it benefits EA resetting every year is because... If I'm spending four thousand pounds on FIFA points, right, to improve my team to compete and stuff, and it, it doesn't reset, well, that's it. That's my four thousand pounds. You're not going to get a penny again because my team's so good. But it resets. You know, you want to get better players. You kind of have to uh, on a competitive level to, to, you know, have that better chance. You know, put more meaning to it. Same every year. Same with casuals. You know, they want to get a better team. So there'll be some kind. Even if FIFA points get banned, right? Don't get it twisted. There's still going to be ways around it 
you know, whether it's FIFA points or, you know, you can buy Cristiano Ronaldo for 50,000 FIFA points or 50,000, you know what I mean? There, there yeah, was some, yeah, yeah. something along the lines of that. And that's never going to change, you know, unless EA change their whole kind of strategy completely. Uh, that's never going to change. What I can see changing, though, is, like I said, a standalone game because it's like the norm now, you know. Even, even with Call of Duty, you have that, what, every two years, is it? Uh, yeah. But with Fortnite, you know, that kind of showing us, it's like, oh, you have a game, you just improve it, you know, rather than... Because if Fortnite was a thing where you buy Fortnite for £40, next year it's Fortnite 2, Fortnite 3, at some point it's like, you're not going to, are you? Because there's not that many changes. Um, you, there'll be some changes, but nothing crazy to, to warrant, you know, buying yeah, the game again and again and again. But, you know, like your friends going over and you want to do that. But with FIFA... It's a it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. So I understand it from EA's point of view. Like, why would you change it? Like, it's just you, you, you're stupid to change it. Um, obviously, but then on, on the other side, from a player's perspective, like, I don't get it. Like, why are you not fixing the servers? Like, you can see air, a lot of people, a lot of people complaining. Why, you know, why do you sell FIFA points? Like, it's extortion. It's crazy. Like, why do you not increase the pack odds? Why, why do you not give BBI and the SBC five star skill moves? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. Um. So it's a question we'll never get an answer to ever. Um, and yep. it's a shame. It is a shame. And I think the one thing that gets to me more than anything is the potential that FIFA Ultimate Team has. Not the pro side, because the pro side has potential. Uh, but um, FIFA Ultimate, uh, Ultimate Team itself has crazy potential. Like I said, introducing 2v2 into Foot Champions is a game changer. Because that would be the first time you actually have some kind of like um connection to other people do you know what, what is that the right word you know what I yeah mean? Like, yeah interactivity like, with with a friend or whatever yeah because when, when i'm streaming at the moment it's just me and my viewers so like, i want to stream with other people and a cool different conversations having having a laugh you know imagine like we you know like i said we're in a tough game me and me and Taz we're sweating our tits off because it's like oh my god like we're playing two pros here like like it's a really tough game and it's just a completely different landscape to, to what we're used to so i would be shocked if we don't get 2v2 next year um, but I'm not hearing anything of anything. Um, normally, you, you, you'll start hearing things in the next two months, maybe three, but um, I don't know. But I, I know someone that, some people ask me, by the way, um, will FIFA 21 be pushed back or, or, or just postponed to whatever because of this situation? I don't know. Because I, I don't think that many people are in the offices. Uh, I'm not sure. I, would imagine, I wouldn't have imagined. So, yeah. so a lot of people are at home working. So today, they still have the capability of, working on fifa 21 i don't know i i would say the majority of fifa 21 is already made the the i would say there's probably a a, a lot of work that needs to still go into it but i would say majority of the game is probably already built now the, i think that the thing would be will fifa 21 get pushed back if the seasons don't start that, that i think that's that's the biggest thing what Again, season we're talking about we're talking about the f- football all over the world. If football all oh, over okay, the world yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't start, it's very, very hard for them to release a FIFA 21 when... Yeah, they can't market it. They can't, exactly. They, they can't market it. And, like, you're looking at, say, kit sponsors and stuff like that now, uh, you know, suing football teams and companies and stuff because they pay X amount of money and they can't advertise their product, you know. You can't go into a shop and buy a jersey. So just just say, for example, um, Chelsea sponsored by Yokohama Tires. Let's say that their sponsorship runs out in, in June. And um, for the 2021 season next year, Chelsea are looking for a new sponsor. Who is going to sponsor Chelsea as a football team now when they don't know 
whether they're going to be able to play. We don't know how long we're going to be in this pandemic for, so on and so forth. And I think yeah. it'd be very, very similar with EA. Like, they can't rebrand their game, like do FIFA 21 without knowing how everything's going to look and so on and so forth. Well, who's going to be playing for what team? Because the transfer window could get pushed to December. Yeah. You know? So it's hard. It'd, yeah, it'll be interesting because if it does get put back, I would see it happening, but let's just say it does. Um, like, it may, I don't know, it'd be weird because September's like a kind of an ideal time for them, I think. Uh, you know, it's like the time of the month, you know, it's December's coming up as well. So it's like they get their first batch of sales and then dies down, but then Christmas is here, so it goes up again. If, if their release is like January of the year, it's a bit, you know what I mean? Like they won't fulfill their, their sales. Yeah. So. Do, do you know my honest thought? My honest thought, right? They'll prolong FIFA 20 until launch of next-gen consoles, which is end of November, beginning of December. You know, because the next-gen consoles are ready. They've been tested and whatnot. They're ready to go. They've marketed them. And I believe now, because of this pandemic where nobody can go out, the next-gen consoles will be like the set. The sale price won't be as high as they wanted, but the units they will sell will be massive. Because yeah, but... What about the situation we are currently? Because I mean, again, I'm guessing here is that FIFA uh, 21 comes out in September, we all buy it, and then what about if we have to buy it again for the new gen? So it's like if that is their current strategy, that that won't happen because you know they're getting two sets of you know unit sales kind of things. So I don't know what's going to happen. Surely, if you're if you're buying the new FIFA on uh, Xbox One or PS4, you then get it for free on the new new gen console. So I remember it happened in FIFA 15. Or was it fourteen? Or was it fourteen? It was no. So it was it was FIFA fourteen. You didn't. You did have to buy the game again, but you could transfer your in games to the next gen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, that'll probably be the situation, now, and they're probably going to make a lot of money from it. So I doubt that they'll postpone it for that reason. But I don't know. They may have to because of the pandemic. Yeah, I suppose, but. It's, it's tough. It's, it's a real hard one, isn't it? They may say, like, I know a lot of companies, Epic Games and stuff like that, they were, you know, for example, in Fortnite, there's things that they're almost giving away because they're saying people haven't got the money to, to we're not encouraging you to, you know, like kids do, spend their mum and dad's credit cards or whatever. Yeah. On, you know, because we're all going through the situation to go, yeah, we still need to make money, so we've got our V-Buck sales and store and whatnot, but there's things that maybe we can do a little bit more to support you guys. Now, listen, I don't know. Uh, w- one thing I will say, none of this is an attack at EA, um, for sure. We know it's a business. All we yeah. want is to have a fantastic game, and a lot of it is is fantastic, you know? There's a lot of positives. In play. Like, it's the biggest selling sporting game in the world, you know? The, no, they... yeah, it's just purely from, uh, <laughs> from uh, feedbacks. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, I, I want to almost come off this. I want to ask you, uh, you know, one thing you said, you know about the 2v2, do you know what would be amazing? A pro-am tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't have that. You know? mm. So, 2v2 opens so many doors, you know, foot champs, draft. Um, I don't know. There's so many so many um, options. But, yeah, even that, like a pro-am, like me, me and that, or me and a celebrity, you know what I mean? So, exactly. I mean, they're, doing, they're doing other games as well. So, the, the, the possibilities are, are there. But, um yeah, it's exciting to think about because I actually genuinely would love two v two because I had that experience with uh, Stokes in the Club World Cup in uh, in uh, Milan, and I enjoyed it. It's a different, completely different aspect of the game. The, the gameplay is, is different because you, you have to play like a, a team rather than you know patterns of play on your own. Um, but I, I welcome it for sure. Um, but 
again, we'll, we'll have to wait and see because I'll be very, very disappointed if, if FIFA 21 comes out and it's just a podish version of FIFA 20 with some new icons and, I don't know, maybe a, um, a structure rechange in foot champs and rivals. If that is already the thing that changes next FIFA, I'll be very, very upset. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions before we wrap it up because I don't want to take up too much of your time. But um, tell me your thoughts. Obviously, tell us a bit about the content that you do on YouTube and also the live streams, just to give people a bit of an idea. Um, so recently, I'm on episode 50 now. Um, so recently, I've been starting my own Road to Glory. So if you don't know what Glory is, it's basically starting off with nothing and just working your way up via means of um, trading, um, doing draft, again, obviously lucky impacts from the uh, from the draft rewards. Or for champions is which is where I kind of um, excel in terms of getting my uh, profit on the account. So been doing a road to glory, trying to build my team up. We have a decent team now. I just used Ian Wright this weekend. Just gone. Don't recommend him. Terrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, like every weekend I kind of change my team up just to give you uh, the, the viewers a a change of scenery for the team kind of thing. But um, oh, obviously I have the likes of Neymar and stuff who carries me. But uh, just basically trying out different players and stuff on a road to glory and every weekend we basically test our luck and uh, see where we finish obviously try and get some good rewards and just basically building the team up uh, to a point where it's like wow what a team um, and basically streaming is just basically me streaming those weekend league games at the moment i want to try and get into a schedule where you know i can stream a bit in a week but honestly what do i stream in a week because i don't know if i'd stream fifa seriously like i'm not unless the, if i if i could guarantee that the gameplay was good when i logged on to fifa i would come on and stream a lot more but it's just not going to be the case. So am I really going to stream foot draft now with six months in? No. Rivals, do I need to improve at the game? No, there's no tournament. So literally my, my life at the moment is um, do, um, sorry, so let's say we'll start from the weekend. So play the weekend league and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, do like uploads on YouTube, change my team, maybe do one draft episode on the draft, on the road to glory. And then open my rewards on Thursday, back into weekend league, and it's just a repeating cycle. Because honestly, there's nothing to do in the week for me anyway. I mean, you know, people might still play in the week, and that's fine. But squad battles is boring. Um, foot draft is, you know, I've been there, done that. Rivals, like I said, you know, rivals for me is just practice. Um, and I don't really need to do that at the moment. So, um, yeah, but yeah, YouTube is uh, YouTube is my main. No, amazing, amazing. Gonna ask you a couple of quick fire questions, just some light hearted quick fire questions. Um, favorite formation in FIFA this year? Uh, favorite or the one you have to use? <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like the one that you, you're gonna say the one you have to use is a four two three one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would be your favorite if if that wasn't the matter? What would it, be your favorite? If it if it well obviously four one two on two arrow that's yeah you know I play so but it doesn't work so yeah. Okay, um, favorite FIFA over the past couple of years. Favorite FIFA over the past couple of years. FIFA sixteen. FIFA sixteen, nice. Uh, the best memory or moment at a tournament. Uh, two thousand seventeen World Final. Yeah, of course, of course. One more. I ask all my guests this. Um, just say a member of your family was going to the shop. You were say a fourteen year old guy. You're sat at home. You're sweating FIFA. You're playing hard and whatnot. Um, and they say we're going to the shop. You're allowed one snack. What would you go for? One snack. So a typical gaming snack. What would you have? Oh. Good question. It could uh, be a drink if you want a drink, but oh, Pepsi Max then can't Pepsi. be a bit Pepsi Max. Yeah, do you know? Funny enough, I've got a Pepsi Max by my side right now. I don't think you can no. beat it, can you? No, it's good. Zero calories apparently. I think they're lying to us. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one more question before we wrap this up. Right? If you, if there is anybody out there who says 
you know, I love what you do, Gorilla. I want to become a streamer, content creator, or, you know, like a top FIFA player. What advice would you give to them? Uh, for YouTube and streaming, it's very difficult. Uh, you got to be consistent with it. Um, and you got to try and offer something different to uh, what the majority are offering. For example, for me, I'm good at the game, so I kind of don't have to... I mean, it's... it's Bad to say. So like, I know people don't watch me because of my personality, etc. Like people watch me because I'm good at the game. So that's my uniqueness. Obviously, there's other good people streaming, but you know, it's not the pool of people isn't great. So that kind of makes me stand out a little bit. Um, but yeah, if you're just if you're not good at the game personally, um, I'd say just you know you just gotta have a good personality, or you know, make sure um, make sure your uh, your personality comes across on stream because I find that very difficult sometimes. I remember when I first started streaming ages ago. I so shy and I was shit at myself. But now I just I, I roll with it, you know, I just enjoy it, you know. If people don't like it, go and watch somebody else, you know. Um but another thing as well, if you're streaming specifically, make sure your graphics are on point, you know. Because you need to remember when people are going through like the uh directory of Twitch, they can see like a preview of the stream, you know. It needs to make sure that you it looks good and if someone comes in and your graphics are terrible, honestly, you might put them off and you might lose a viewer. So uh graphics are important. YouTube I think is is very, very difficult. Um Again, consistency is important. I found that out for sure. Um, it's definitely helped me recently to be more consistent with it. And just uploading content that people want to see, you know, whether it's tutorials, uh, squad reviews. Because, um, I mean, everyone everyone can do a pack opening, you know. I can do a pack opening. And the problem is, is you, you're going to be op- you're gonna be doing pack opening, but you're going to be pushed way down the list because I'll be doing it, the Penthes will be doing it, Bateson will be doing it, Castro is doing it, like everyone's doing it. Obviously, they have a lot more subscribers, so your video won't be seen as much, if any. So just offering, you know, for YouTube, just doing videos that people will search for, doing challenges, reviews, uh, stuff like that. But in terms of pro player, uh, was that the question, how to become like a pro player? Or With somebody, just say as a young young guy striving, young person striving to become a pro player, they're, say, they're very young and, you know, they feel like, you know, this is something I want to do. So I'm, I'm at a fairly good level, but, you know, I want to push to the next level. What advice would you give? Uh, go and watch tutorials and like set something out to improve. So if you're not good at Elastico as well, that's your next thing to go and improve. So go on YouTube, go in the arena, you know, try out there, make sure you're comfortable with it, and then start implementing it into games. And it might take you a week or two or three, but then you just added the Elastico into your gameplay. So now for every single FIFA, that it's, well, it'll be decent. Uh, that's just natural to you. So just work on your game one step at a time. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, it's not the answer that you want. Because you know things want people want things done overnight. That's same same with me. But you've got to improve your game, and it's, it's that want. You know, if you, if you want to be the best, then you got to go and um, go and improve. And that was my issue with FIFA 19. I didn't, and uh, look where it got me. Amazing, amazing. You've been a fantastic guest uh, of the podcast. I really appreciate the time that you've taken to spare of us and you know to give everybody the information and answer the questions. At this stage, like we do at the end of every, every episode, the mic is over to you. This is your opportunity now to plug your socials, tell everybody your links, tell everybody what you've got going on coming up. Um, well, my Twitter is huge underscore gorilla. Uh, my YouTube is the same as well. Uh, huge underscore gorilla. They're my two mains, and if you want to watch me on Twitch, uh, a huge good as well but I, I normally tweet it out anyway so uh yeah i'm just gonna say try and stay consistent anyway i'm a bit worried actually when this pandemic is over uh what my schedule is gonna be like uh, for youtube so uh but yeah in this in the meantime i'm just gonna be uploading a lot to youtube um uh, and uh, i've got something really big planned not for youtube outside of it uh in the next month or two um so yeah, look out for that 
Is that going to be announced on Twitter? Uh, it will be. It will be. It'll be. It'll be announced on everything because um, it's something that I've uh, I've had a great idea and uh, I just want to implement it. So uh, it's going to take time, but um, should benefit a lot of people. Amazing guys, watch this space. We've heard it here first. In a month's time, there's going to be some exciting news from Gorilla. That's a, a month or two. Don't a month or two. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. We're we're not putting a specific. Uh, by the way, on the sixth of May, you have got to have a yeah. no, no, no. no. It, it's coming, guys. You know, go go and follow his socials, and honestly, go and watch his YouTube videos. Um, pop into a stream and just watch his gameplay. And I I find as well myself personally, even watching pros, you learn bits here and there and then if you want to break it down go and watch youtube tutorials slow it down start stop pause the video and whatnot but yeah as i said gorilla you've been an amazing guest um thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it and if you do ever decide to start up the the uh the lessons should we say sign me up i'll definitely be up for that because i'd love to try and improve it yeah 100 pound an hour yeah yeah uh, let's do 200 i feel like 100 is not enough for 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 the best in the world but guys thank you so much for tuning in again let me know on twitter guys the response on twitter has been amazing the dms i'm receiving honestly shout out goes to all you guys and anybody listening and enjoying the podcast if there's anybody that you want me to try and get on the show please let me know um and if anybody is out there who's a streamer or competitive player please just pop me an email at greekgodgamingpodcast at gmail.com or drop me a dm on twitter and i look forward to having you on the show but again gorilla thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure any last words from you uh bye-bye bye-bye there you go you had guys again until next time peace hi guys my name's harrison on main i'm a good friend of grk this is my new single be kind it's out everywhere now please give us a follow on all my socials and stay safe cheers guys thank you very much